321i Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Jill Kravitz, the CEO of iRelaunch, and I'm standing in today for your usual host, Carol Fishman-Cohen, our chair and co-founder. Today, we've put together a special edition podcast of the best relaunch advice offered by some of the amazing guests we've had on the podcast, including the founder of The Ladders, Mark Senadella, the founder of Grown and Flown, an NBC Today Show financial editor, and many, many more exciting folks who can help get you on your path back to work. We hope you enjoy and that you have a wonderful holiday season. And we're very excited to have Lisa Heffernan, co-founder of Grown and Flown, as our guest. She's also the best-selling author of Goldman Sachs' Culture of Success. We are going to be talking to Lisa about how she and Mary Dell Harrington built Grown and Flown and also about life stages, careers, empty nesterhood, and more. I want to um, end by asking you a final question, and we ask all of our podcast guests this, and that is a top piece of advice that you have for relaunchers, even if it's something that we already talked about during the course of this conversation. Well, I'll, I'll say to you what I, what I said to Savannah Guthrie, and it doesn't make it sound like I talked to her every day, the one time I talked to her for two full minutes. Um, and it's, it's what, I, what I said in the piece about regretting being a stay-at-home mom. There's nothing wrong with staying home for your kids. It was one of the most wonderful experiences in my life. What I really regretted when I got right down to it was not keeping a pilot light lit under my career. So mm-hmm. not keeping some tiny toehold into my professional life, whether that just means keeping in contact with people that you once worked with professionally, whether it means being a teacher and doing some substitute teaching a couple of times a year, or a nurse doing some just filling in some shifts, or whatever your professional experience is, whether it means just going to a couple of conferences, just so you're slightly up to date on what's happening in whatever your industry is. I wish I'd kept that pilot light lit. And if somebody was going to take time off, that is the number one thing I would say to them. Find a way just to keep that lit. It's a lot easier to turn the flame back on again when that's already going. Today, we are thrilled to have Kate White, who is someone I have long admired, and I'm beside myself to have the honor of interviewing her today. Kate is a nationally known authority on leadership, work, and success, and a New York Times bestselling author of several influential books on those topics. And she's also the New York Times bestselling author of 12 fiction books, seven Bailey Wiggins mysteries, and five psychological thrillers. Now, I know her best as the editor-in-chief of Cosmopolitan Magazine for 14 years, as well as Red Book and Working Woman and a few others. At Cosmo, she increased circulation by 30% during her tenure and oversaw all aspects of this top worldwide brand, including the website, apps, books, and videos. Most recently, Kate is the author of the Gutsy Girl Handbook. Her success strategies are based on her long career as a highly regarded media executive. We're going to be talking about Kate's career path, applying the nine core principles from Gutsy Girl to relaunching, returning to work after a career break, and also get Kate's recommendations for relaunching in media, magazines, and creative fields. And as we wrap up, I want to know if you can answer the one question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is if you can give our relaunchers a top piece of advice, even if it's something that we've already talked about today. Absolutely. 
Carol, I think the most important thing you can do is pick that lane. Don't be afraid to narrow it down to something that someone is going to say, yes, I need someone doing just that. And then ask for what you want. Don't be afraid, even if you're relaunching, to negotiate a starting salary because they're so often low-balling. And maybe you can have to be less flexible, but still try it and see what happens. Today, we are thrilled to have relauncher Mara Feldman as our guest, talking about relaunching in pharmaceutical sales. Mara is an area field trainer in the Novo Nordisk sales training department. In this leadership development role, her role is to coach, train, and help to develop salespeople. Previously, she was an award-winning pharmaceutical sales representative with Novo Nordisk in Northern New Jersey. And before her career break, Mara was a multiple award-winning pharmaceutical sales representative, as well as a regional trainer. Following the birth of her first child in 2001, Mara became a stay-at-home mom for nine years. And shortly after relaunching her career in pharmaceutical sales in 2009, Mara's return to work story was featured in the Wall Street Journal. I want to know if you can tell our audience of relaunchers your top piece of advice for them, even if it's something that we've already talked about during our conversation today. Yeah, so my advice is to don't think too hard about whether the job that you're, if you're given an offer, whether that's your end all be all job, just take a job where you're going to meet others and get out there and think of it as a a springboard, if you will, to something that might lead to something greater. And don't be afraid to take a job that's going to, that's going to pay you less than you otherwise feel you deserve because before you know it, you'll be proving yourself and you'll be earning that salary that you got before you left. Today, we are thrilled to have Jean Chatsky, financial editor at NBC Today and weekly podcast host of Her Money with Jean Chatsky. We are going to be talking about financial strategies for career breaks and returning to work. All right. So our final question, and this is a question we ask all of our podcast guests, is what is your most important advice for relaunchers, I guess in this case, in the financial realm, even if it's something that you already talked about in our conversation today? I think I would say go into this and come out of it with your eyes open financially. It's really important to know what you own and what you owe and what goals you're trying to hit, um, particularly during times of transition. Um, And so I would say you're going through a life changing experience, um, but don't ignore the numbers. Today, we are thrilled to have The Ladder's founder, Mark Senadella, as our guest. I have admired Mark as a leader in the career space forever and have been quoting his advice, especially his article on how not to embarrass yourself when doing the elevator pitch since 2010 when it came out. We want to wrap up by asking you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is your favorite piece of advice. Uh, for relaunchers, even if it's something that we've already talked about in our conversation today? So uh, I think specifically for relaunchers, what I'd say is 
you're uh, coming back into the workforce and your highest anxiety is probably, in, in addition to a little bit of worry about, you know, how will I do once I get a job, is figuring out where that job is and I've been a little bit disconnected uh, maybe and I haven't because I haven't been spending 100% of my time on it. And so you have uh, this high level of anxiety that then left to its own devices, you tend to apply uh, to drilling into all of your friends and contacts with, do you know any about any jobs? And that's an error. Uh, and the, I think my favorite piece of advice uh, for relaunchers is going to be something I cribbed from uh, uh, John Lucht, who wrote Rites of Passage, uh, and he's now passed away, but uh, it's a great piece of advice. I met him earlier in my uh, early in my career, and his advice was when you're when you're looking for a role and you're talking to your network, uh, don't ask for a job, ask for a reference. And what I mean by that is, look, most of the folks that you are going to talk to or network with or go back out to a reconnecting coffee or breakfast or lunch with, they're just not focused on the job market. They're focused on doing their job. So when you ask them, hey, do you know about any jobs open? The truth is the answer is no, because right? they're not thinking about it. And by asking them a question that they have to tell you no, now they feel bad, you feel bad, and you haven't gotten anywhere. So uh, John's bit of advice that uh, I'll repurpose here is don't ask for a job, ask for a reference. So when you're reconnecting uh, with your old friend uh, Sally that you worked with you know, uh, 10 years ago, uh, hey, Sally, uh, when it gets to that point in this job search, you know, eventually it'll get to that point, uh, can I use you as a reference? Now, and most people will say yes, and that does a few things. One is uh, they feel a little bit flattered that you think about using them as a, uh, as a reference. It's easy for them to say yes. It doesn't cost them anything uh, uh, to say yes today. And it turns them into somebody who's now rooting for you a little bit. And as opposed to having to say no and feel bad they didn't have a job for you, now they've got a little bit of a positive thing and you're in a little bit in the back of their head. So that over the next four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, as they're just going about their day to day, maybe when they hear about something open, it'll just jigger something in their mind. Ah, I should tell my friend about, uh, about, about this role. So it's a small difference that leads to a big change in outcome where uh, you're um, uh, moving from Hey, do you know about any jobs to would you be a reference changes it from a, a, you know, a negative and not really any place to go to a positive that could lead to a lot of good stuff in the future for you. And today we're thrilled to have Rebecca Rombaum, Vice President of Student Success at the Flatiron School as our guest. We're going to be talking about the Flatiron Coding School, how the program works, who enrolls, what happens when you finish and how to know if you can handle it. We're running out of time. I'd love to ask you more questions, but I wanna to jump to you on the question that we like to end with all of our podcast guests. And that is, what is your top piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about in our conversation today? Oh man, yeah. I've, I've in the past five years, had the privilege to be directly involved in or oversee about 1,500 job searches out of Flatiron School. And the things that make students successful in the job search 
way more consistently than whether the material came easily to them or how technical they were, their job was before flat iron school, just attitude things. It's grit, positivity, and the ability to internalize and act on feedback. That's just, it's just so spot on. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Um, We see this over and over again. Students have such a valuable resource in their career coach and their work with the school after graduation that folks who can apply focus and introspection to what they're, the feedback they're getting on their job search from the market and actually act on that with positivity and a good attitude and excitement for what's to come are absolutely the ones who get jobs. Today, we welcome Anna Shank and Elizabeth Wallace, the co-authors of the newly released book, The Ambition Decisions, What Women Know About Work, Family, and the Path to Building a Life. And I'm so excited that we have both of them here today and we get a chance to really dig in. Uh, So we're running out of time, and I wanted to ask uh, each of you uh, if you could impart a piece of advice that you learned from the book, especially from out for um, opt-outers for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that you've already mentioned in our conversation today. Sure. Um, I, I have a couple of thoughts. Uh, the first one is that, you know, we found, um, hopefully this will be useful to some people, depending on where they are in their career break, but we found that the women who opted out, but but sort of managed to somehow keep one toe in in the working for pay field and or and or keep up their skills in some way like volunteering for the PTO you know i have a friend who i have a friend who was the the PTA president of a school here with a 1 million dollar fund, uh, fundraising budget and she was wow. like you know basically i can i can go be a cfo somewhere now you know but <laughs> but that the woman who kept the woman who kept their who kept a toe into their field or some field and and were doing things that were marketable that you could put on your resume even if they weren't doing them for money um, and who who continued networking you know even if it was even if it was with people from school which um, I've done a lot of myself actually and gotten a number of freelance jobs that way but but continuing to network um, as if you are continuing to be a professional woman and a woman who is going to work for pay again someday, but continuing to do that and think of yourself as a, as a employed and employable person, you know, down the line, whether it's six months from now, or like you said, Carol, you know, two years when this, when this tenure of PTO is over. Um, I think those, those are crucial, basically keeping up your network of business contacts and keeping some sort of, you know, whether it's like a continuing education thing or learning, um, you know, learning how to build a website, building your own website, you know, stuff like that, that where, where the market, you know, I'm an, I am a journalist and the market has changed dramatically in 20 years. And, um, so, so basically learning how your industry and, you know, thinking about if you want to stay in that industry, but learning how that shifts over the years and, and figuring out how you're going to adapt back into it. When, when you get to that point that you want to. Today, we welcome Erin Gibson Allen, attorney at Marcus and Shapira and relauncher extraordinaire as our guest. I should say that 
Erin and I have known each other a long time since she was much earlier in her relaunch. And it's just been amazing to watch her progress. And I can't wait to talk about this with, with her. Uh, my conversation with Erin is part of our series within a series called Life After Relaunch. When we talk to relaunchers who've been back at work for a number of years now about what life is like and their thoughts retrospectively as they look back on their years since they relaunched their careers. So Aaron, we're, we're running out of time now, and I want to close by asking you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, which is what is your top piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about today? Um, I think that my key advice is the networking. I agree with what you say to get out from behind your laptop and meet people. One of the best ways that helped me do that was through what I call skills-based volunteering. So in, in addition to working for the judge and working to support the bar associations back to the bar program, I also volunteered with our Pittsburgh Symphony and they had a junior board. And before um, too long, I was chairing a committee for the symphony and networking and meeting people in that context. And that was a wonderful experience for me to meet people who are not lawyers, people in different professions, but people who cared about our symphony and our orchestra. And I got to go to board meetings and watch the president and CEOs, a woman who is my age. And I got to be friends with her and meet her and watch her run large meetings and meet other professionals in the city. Since then, I've also begun volunteering for the um, Women's Center and Shelter of Greater Pittsburgh, which helps victims of intimate partner violence. I'm now on the board of that organization. And again, I've met women who are um, not lawyers in different professions. And they're two, they're two charities that I care deeply about. But I was able to do those things parallel to my relaunching career. So they were things that I did as I was trying to relaunch and helped me network and build um, both skills as far as running a meeting and talking to people and being a professional, but then also build my professional network. And those are things that have been important to my ongoing professional life. So I've kept both of those organizations a big part of my life and it's helped me keep my network going as I practice law and as I build my career. And as I said, as, as I try to figure out what's next in my life, I have always found that having a foot in um, in a volunteer context that allows you to function as a professional in a nonprofit that you care about has been really helpful. Today, we welcome Julie Brush, founding partner of Salutus Legal Search and the voice behind the Lawyer Whisperer blog for legal professionals. It was her article on how to deal with ageism in the interview process for Law.com's The Recorder that caught our eye, as the advice is relevant for relaunchers in all fields, not just law. And today, we really want to focus on ageism. And we're also going to do a mock interview with Julie, featuring questions that relaunchers and older workers get asked in the interview process and elsewhere. So, Julie, as we wrap up, because we are out of time, I want to ask you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your top piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about in our conversation today? So I would say the, the, the top piece of advice would be to really 
uh, do the heavy leg work and, and create or understand who you are as a person and professional and create this professional identity and the narrative that accompanies it. That is the foundation of any career, any job search, whether you're uh, you know, taking a, a break or whether you're currently in the workforce. A lot of professionals out there don't know who they are or they're, or they're, you know, they're unclear or they know a little bit, but not a lot. And so when they get into situations, either in interviews or professional settings, it shows. And the folks who do know who they are, who have gone through this process, are extremely effective in how they're presenting themselves. There's a lot that goes into managing a career, uh, re-entering the workforce, um, but the most important is to do this upfront work so that it can pave the way for you to maximize your options going forward. Today, we welcome Nicole Young, Director of PR and Communications at Walters Kluwer Tax and Accounting, and one of the relaunchers whose careers I have followed the longest. My conversation with Nicole is part of our new series within a series called Life After Relaunch. When we talk to relaunchers who have been back at work for years now, what life is like, and their thoughts retrospectively as they look back on their years since they've returned. In Nicole's case, she's now been back for seven years. We are running out of time. And so I wanted to know if we could end with uh, any comment on uh, advice uh, for our relauncher audience, whether you want it to be about relaunching in the public relations field or some sort of tip about um, how you've managed your personal and professional life or anything else um, that you can think of even if it reflects something that we've already talked about today? Sure. So one of the things I mentioned before, and I, I always reiterate this, and I reiterate this to my to my kids or to people in general, right? It's And even my colleagues and, and people that I work with is preparation and prioritization. I mean, it's just such a foundational skill that uh, is essential, I think, for any relauncher as they're trying to get their career back on their track. And once you have transitioned and you're trying to figure this path out, and then once you just return to being uh, an everyday working parent, right? So it's it's just so critically important. And I, I find that when I feel overwhelmed, I just sit back and say, okay, what's going to be the right priority for me today? Like the world is not going to end, right? I just have to prioritize it and I have to be prepared. Um, and I think that the, from launching, relaunching my career in a function that has evolved is I think something that is tough. And I think since I've relaunched the rapidness that the evolution of the media space has taken place is has really taken place while I've been relaunched. And so I've been fortunate there. And again, I would say it's critically important for certain functions that are going through a transformation to just really find a mentor, find, uh, read all you can, see what can help you stand out. Today, we welcome Carol Welch, founder and principal of executive and career coaching firm, Carol Welch Consulting. We are going to be talking about crafting that perfect answer to the tell me about yourself question in all of its forms and in a range of settings, in an interview, at a professional conference, 
or a more casual encounter. In addition to her wide-ranging coaching practice, Carol has been a longtime iRelaunch coach in group coaching and individual coaching roles, and she has been a regular speaker at our iRelaunch Return to Work conferences. Carol has written an excellent blog post on this topic of Tell Me About Yourself that you can access on iRelaunch.com. So we're starting to run out of time, and Carol, I want to ask you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, which is, what is the best piece of advice you have for our relauncher audience, even if it's something we've already talked about today? I think that it's really important to not underestimate the importance of being prepared with a great tell me about yourself response. I think that when you do the legwork and preparation and synthesis of developing responses to tell me about yourself in different contexts, you'll increase your confidence. You will um, accelerate the public the aspect of, of your relaunch process, and you'll give people something to remember and kind of take away with them about you. Today, we welcome Cheryl Einhorn, creator of The Area Method, Columbia Business School adjunct professor, and author of the book, Problem Solved, a powerful system for making complex decisions with confidence and conviction. The final question I want to ask you is the one that we ask all of our podcast guests, which is, uh, what is your top piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we already talked about in our conversation today? So what I would have to say is that if you could ever truly master a decision-making system, you can not only get closer to your goals, but really you can get closer to your dreams. And so asking yourself, what really matters to you and the outcome of your decision is about you really getting the opportunity to dream big and to think about what is it that is going to make you personally more fulfilled. And so I really do think that everybody can be a better decision maker and can have a greater ability to get closer to their dreams if they could just invest time in their complex decisions, in their high-stakes decisions, the way that they take time for a project at work or for an issue that they may be solving for a child. Each of us deserves that kind of attention spent on ourselves in helping us to realize who we can really be as our best self. You've been listening to 321i Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Jill Kravitz, the CEO of iRelaunch, and I'm standing in today for your usual host, Carol Fishman-Cohen, our chair and co-founder. For more information about iRelaunch, go to iRelaunch.com, I-R-E-L-A-U-N-C-H.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on iTunes and your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. This has been a special edition of our 321 iRelaunch podcast. We wish you and your entire family a happy and healthy holiday season and a fantastic start to 2019.